Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I'm going to look at uh, reading passage 3. It comes from book 5, so it's an early uh, reading and not too difficult, I think. Uh, just goes to show how the reading has got more difficult over the years, in my opinion. Um, so it's called The Return of Artificial Intelligence and the subtitle is this. It says it is becoming acceptable again to talk of computers performing human tasks such as problem solving and pattern recognition. Now you might think that's a little outdated now. I guess this was written at least 10 years ago. Um, but it's, yeah, it's still relevant and we can see from that subtitle that it does go in a kind of chronological order, which is interesting for a passage three. It's not common. It's usually passage one um, goes in order of time, possibly passage two, but passage three tends to be more uh, a complex theory or uh, a, a complex problem with a solution. So that's why I think this one is slightly easier because of the order in which it goes. You have three sets of questions. The first one is matching information. The second is true, false, not given. And the final one is multiple choice. So let's have a quick look at the text. As we said, it goes in a kind of chronological order. Um, it talks about, in paragraph A, AI, or artificial intelligence, AI, was big in the 1980s, but vanished in the 1990s. And it re-entered public consciousness with the release of AI, a movie about a robot boy. So this has ignited public debate about AI and the term is also being used once more within the computer industry. I mean, I think times have changed since this was written because, you know, we talk about AI all the time now. Um, but anyway, um, paragraph B talks about when the term was coined when the term was first introduced. We've had this word coined a lot in IELTS readings. It's an important one to know because it can often give you the answer. I'll show you that in a minute. So it was coined in 1956. That's where it goes back to the early days. Then in paragraph C, it talks about um, AI peaked at around or in around 1985, and notice the word peaked comes from writing part one, and this is how the whole of IELTS is integrated. Um, so it means it peaked and it was very popular in 1985, but then came the disappointment, and by the late 1980s, it was being avoided. So that's the first half, really, telling you about the background and the history. 
And then it kind of reflects on that in paragraph D about why um, people kind of went against it. That's the kind of middle paragraph. And then the last three paragraphs turn around talking about how nowadays it's back in fashion. So you can see how the, the text is divided into that, how it was thought about in the past and then um, how it's coming, becoming more popular these days. So when we look at those matching paragraphs with information, of course, these will not go in order, but something about that chronology can help you with the questions. I mean, the first one you'll find immediately. So first one, 27, says how AI might have a military impact. So might have suggests that it will happen or might happen in the future. So you know that, of course, that will come in the second half where they're talking about um, potential um, for AI and when you start reading paragraph E, um, it does mention that HNC, what's HNC? Oh, it's a software company, claim that their system could be used to spot camouflaged vehicles on a battlefield. So here is the could be used, synonym of might, and the military use would be the camouflaged vehicles on a battlefield. So that information 27 is in paragraph E. 28 really tells you, well, this is background information. It says the fact that AI brings together a range of separate research areas. Well, that's background information. So you go back to the start. And here we've got in paragraph B, um, the expression AI provides an attractive but informative name for a research program that encompassed previously disparate fields such as operations research, cybernetics, logic and computer science. So this is where it says the term, which was coined in 1956, as we mentioned, brings together all of those disparate fields, disparate meaning different or various, such as research, cybernetics, logic and computer science. So 28 paragraph B, um, a range of separate research areas. Now, 29, the reason why AI has become a common topic of conversation again. Well, OK, we are talking about recent times, but remember in paragraph A, there was a kind of overview, a summary. It said... It was big in the 1980s, but in the 1990s it vanished and it re-entered public consciousness with the release of a movie called AI. 
So this is the reason why it's become a topic of conversation again. This, it says, has ignited public debate. So public debate is um, a discussion synonym or common topic of conversation. And again, a synonym you saw in reignited. So that 29, the reason why it's become a common topic, again, is in paragraph A. Now, listen to question 30, and I bet you can guess where this comes from. 30, how AI could help deal with difficulties related to the amount of information available electronically? So, again, we've got how AI could help. That immediately tells you to rush to the final three paragraphs and look for the answer there. We've already had paragraph E, how AI might have a military impact. So, quickly go to the next paragraph and it's paragraph F. So, we're looking for something which means the difficulties related And it says, in particular, the problem of information overload. So that's the second line. Um, It says, investors are now looking for firms using clever technology to differentiate themselves. In particular, the problem of information overload. And you can see the examples, the growth of email and the explosion in the number of web pages means there are plenty of opportunities for new technologies to help filter and categorize information. These are classic AI problems. So problem, synonym, difficulties. These classic problems, well, AI could help help people deal with this problem of the explosion of web pages. So that's all about the amount of information available electronically. So 30 is F. Now, easy one for you for 31. It says a paragraph where the expression AI was first used. Now, we had that before and I mentioned how important that word is coined. And it comes here in paragraph B, first line. The field was launched and the term artificial intelligence was coined at a conference in 1956. So easy one comes from knowing that word coined, which means when the term was first used. Okay, so that takes us on to... Uh, Questions 32 to 37, which are true, false and not given. Now, unfortunately and unusually, these are not in order, are they? Let me have a... I thought they weren't. Hang on. Well, actually, they do go in a kind of order. Yes, they do. But it's unfortunate the first question is... um, not given. Uh, It says the researchers who launched the field of AI had worked together on other projects in the past. Well, if you go to that paragraph B again, where the term was coined, it says 
It was coined by a group of researchers, including Marvin Minsky, John McCarthy, Herbert Simon and Alan Newell, all of whom went on to become leading figures in the field. So it says what happened to them next. They went on to become leading figures in the field, but it does not say if they had worked together in the past. Notice how grammar helps here. Had worked is past perfect. So before they coined this phrase, had they done anything before? Ask yourself that question. Maybe they had. We just don't know. So it's not given. And that's in paragraph B. Question 33. In 1985, AI was at its lowest point. Now, easy. We've got a date now, 1985. We go to paragraph C. It says most researchers agree that AI peaked around 1985. We know the word peaked from task one, describing graphs. It means it reached the highest point. But the question says in 1985, AI was at its lowest point. So you have the exact opposite, which means 33 is false. Now, 34, if you've listened to my other podcasts, you will know the answer to this question without looking at the text. I promise you. Listen, research into agent technology was more costly than research into neural networks. Well, at this stage, you might be running around the text looking for work about neural networks and so on. But the question is, which one was more costly? Now, you know that very often they might talk about cost, but there might be no comparison. And this is exactly what we see here. There is no comparison of costs in the text. So the answer immediately is not given. If you're pushed for time, I would say if there's a comparison, 99.999%, it will be not given. You can't guarantee that, but a comparison means you need to look for comparison in the text. And usually it does not exist. 35, could you guess this? Well, I'm sure you could in a hurry. Applications of AI have already had a degree of success. What do you think? Well, of course they've had a degree of success. If you get time, go back and find some evidence. Paragraph D says... In some ways, AI was a victim of its own success. Whenever a problem was solved, such as building a system that could land an aircraft unattended, the problem was considered not to be AI in the first place. Um, yes, so there we are. There's some evidence there 
that there was success, but they never accepted that it was due to AI. Um, there are other examples later as well, but you could guess that. Question 36, the problems waiting to be solved by AI have not changed since 1967. So, you do need to go back to have a look for this question. In fact, ah, no, 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 you don't. Sorry, I was struggling to find it. It goes forward to paragraph F. So, actually, it is in order. And it says the problems waiting to be solved by AI have not changed since 1967. Um, now, <laughs> I'm still, no, I am struggling. What it says is this. Oh, the problem of information overload, which we saw before, these are classic AI problems. So that means that the problems have not changed since 1967, which means the answer is true. But the answer in the book is false. And now I'm confused. So I'm quickly looking for 1967. I can't find it. There's no date 1967. Sorry. Hang on, let me come back in a minute. Okay, I think I get it. Right, so the answer is false, that the problems waiting to be solved have not changed. <sighs> of course the problems have changed. It's this problem of information overload the growth of email, the explosion in the number of web pages means there are plenty of opportunities for new technologies to help filter and categorize information. Okay, so yes, the problems have changed, but these are still classic AI problems. I guess that's what it is. Of course, they are classic AI problems, but the explosion, the number, the amount has changed because of emails and web pages. Okay, I'm sorry I wasn't very clear on that one. I'm still hmm, a bit confused, but I have to accept that is the answer. Okay, 37, last question. The film 2001, A Space Odyssey, reflected contemporary ideas about the potential of AI computers. Could you guess this one now? We've had two not given, two false, and one true. So I would bet that this is true. And from the question itself, of course, the film probably reflected what people thought about AI at the time. But you go back and check, it's paragraph G, the 1969 film, A Space Odyssey, featured an intelligent computer called HAL. As well as understanding and speaking English, HAL could play chess and even learned to lip read. HAL thus encapsulated the optimism 
of the 1960s that intelligent computers would be widespread by 2001. Yes, so the film encapsulated the optimism of the 1960s. It caught, it reflected that potential, feeling of potential in potential in the 1960s. And that's it for the true false not given. So let's move on to the last three. And very often the last three repeat things that you've looked at before. Let me show you what I mean. 38 says, according to researchers in the late 1980s, there was a feeling that... So this is where you have to go back a little bit, I'm afraid. In the late 1980s, there was a feeling that A, a general theory of AI would never be developed. Well, you can cross that out because you know that in the 1980s, they were quite optimistic. B, original expectations of AI may not have been justified. Well, yes, this is where they start to have doubts. Could be that. C, a wide range of applications was close to fruition. Well, remember 1980s was a bit doubtful about it. So remember it peaked in 1985. But the question says the late 1980s. So what happened after that peak? Or D, more powerful computers were the key to further progress. So I think we can cross out A and D. A was too negative and not relevant. The general theory of AI would never be developed. D, they didn't really mention powerful computers as being the key. So we're left with B or C, that the original expectations may not have been justified, means we expected too much. Or which So it's negative and C is positive that a wide range of applications were close to becoming reality. So when you go to the text, paragraph C, um, 1985, um, it says for years they thought a breakthrough was round the corner. Um, Marvin Minsky said in 1967 that within a generation the problem of creating AI would be solved. So it means creating AI, not actually what that AI would solve. So there's lots of kind of distractors here. Everything appeared to be making progress, but it proved to be a false dawn. So yes, they were making progress, but it doesn't say that they were close to fruition. Um, thinking computers and household robots failed to materialise. There was undue optimism in the early 1980s. Um, then people realised that there were hard problems and by the late 1980s, the term AI was being avoided by many researchers. And that's it. So 
it's the negativity in that question that gives you the answer B, that the original expectations were not justified. So they said it was a false dawn. They had high expectations, but this was undue optimism. Those are the key words. Undue means um, they were unjustified. Question 39. In Dr. Leake's opinion, the reputation of AI suffered as a result of something. So we're looking for Dr. Leake. We just mentioned him in the same paragraph, paragraph C, where there's a quote from him. So that's how you know it's his opinion. You can see these little quotation marks and it's him that says there was undue optimism in the early 1980s, says David Leake, a researcher at Indiana University. So it's his opinion that comes next. Um, so we need to know why he thought the reputation of AI suffered. A, as a result of changing perceptions. B, premature implementation. C, poorly planned projects. Or D, commercial pressures. So we've got A, a change of how people considered it. B, premature, means they implemented it before it was ready. C, poorly planned project, means their projects were poorly planned. And D, commercial pressures, so the money aspect. Um, right, so changing perceptions. Let's have a look at what he says. He says, then when people realised these were hard problems, there was retrenchment. Don't worry about that. By the late 1980s, the term AI was being avoided by many researchers who opted instead to align themselves with specific sub-disciplines such as neural networks, agent technology, case-based reasoning and so on. I don't know what any of those are. It doesn't matter. Basically, perceptions changed and that's all you need to know. And the answer is A. There is no mention of the other three things. Now, 40, what do you notice about the question? It says the prospects for AI may benefit from the prospects. So the future again, what it could benefit from. A, existing AI applications. B, new business models. C, orders from internet-only companies. Or D, new investment priorities. So the first one, A, is about existing applications. B is new business models. C, orders from internet companies. And D, new investment priorities. So what does it say? Paragraph F, another factor that may boost the prospects for AI in the near future is that investors are now looking for firms using clever technology rather than just a clever 
business model. So it's investors looking for uh, firms using clever technology. And that gives us D, new investment priorities. Why is it priority? Well, they say rather than just a clever business model. So they have their priorities. It's clever technology is their priority rather than just a clever business model. So it's not B. So question 40, the answer is D. AI may benefit from new investment priorities. Okay, now that I've done that, I've realised actually it is quite difficult and I have a slight headache. But um, the same principles apply. You don't need to read all of this. Use your strategies from your practice, from your training, um, from your kind of awareness of the way IELTS texts work. Um, Guess, use your common background knowledge And then just spend time looking for the tricky ones, really. Look in more detail if you're stuck. But most of that you could probably have worked out quite easily in 20 minutes, I hope. Okay, so it's December here. It's the 19th, I think. Christmas is coming, so if I'm not here next week, I hope that you all have a lovely holiday in whichever way you celebrate the winter holiday. I hope you have a chance to have a little break at least and we'll be back in full strength in the new year. Um, Up until December the 25th, there is a special offer for my Members Academy. It's normally three months um, access, but I've extended that to four months access um, at the same price. So if you get in now, you'll have four months um, availability, access to me, access to the program, access to my Facebook group. Um, Four months should be fine, but if you need more, then you get a huge discount when you uh, reapply. My terms will be changing in the new year. Things will change. Um, I am not ready to release those yet. But if you want to be sure that you get the best deal, um, then there's a great deal if you start before December the 25th. Thank you for your support. That's all for now. Let me know if you have any comments, any questions or any suggestions as to how I can use this podcast to help you the most. Bye for now. Bye bye.